What's going on, everybody? I'm Daniel Gray, and welcome to Indie Solo, a Blood Rain podcast. And in this, our interview series, I get to talk to people who have done things independently and amazingly that I really look up to. And today, I am so blessed to be joined by an amazing author. Um, he has a production company. His fa- He's a model. He's the face of a cover model. Um, Daniel Brink. Hi, Daniel. Hi, how are you? I'm, I mean, you have no idea how this is making my ho-ho holidays. (laughs) Your ho-ho holidays. (laughs) Um, I'm, I'm so serious. I'm so serious. You are, first of all, very handsome. Thank you. Um, And then I bought your book. Um, and I said, oh my gosh, I need to talk to this person. Um, and I was like, he, and when I bought, I bought it from Amazon and I wanted to show you it's a signed copy. I don't know if you could see it. It's signed by you. And I was, I was like the Amazon gods. No, I wanted a signed copy. Um, when the next time I come out to LA, I'm going to need you to personally sign it. Like just personalize. Yeah, it's cool that they do that, right? <laughs> yes, I love this. I yeah. love this. It made everything. Um, I want to know first, what inspired you to write this book? Well, okay, so I worked since I was 14, I worked at bars, like 14 to like 21, I worked at bars. And when you get to meet customers, they always ask you questions and they come back and then they get a little more of you, a little more of you. <clears throat> And finally, eventually people just kept saying like, oh my God, you have like kind of a crazy life, but you've really kind of done so much. You should write about it. And I was like, you know, I'd be willing to write about it. I always loved writing in high school. So then I just started writing things. And then, you know, you have a bunch of stories and then you put them together and there was the book. So. It's an amazing book. You, you have traveled, you yeah. have loved, you have lost you okay before i'm gonna gush at the end because i have so many things to gush over because this absolutely was my favorite book that i've read of the year um i'm a i'm a huge huge reader it meant it meant a lot to me and i'll tell you more about it but i don't want to take because it's about you i want to know about you no but i want to know that i know i want to know what you found in yourself reading it because that's why i wrote it because i love i I know my life i i'm good i know about me but the truth is i love when someone reads it and they tell me like you know i've gone through this like that's why i wrote it it's like we have so much in common as people in the world and like when someone reads your story and like connects with you like you didn't know that person ever you've never met them but like for them to be like i feel like i know you like yes that's a compliment like you, we really are so in common as people you were so honest in this book um one thing that i can't relate to is being on a plane and being asked if I had a girlfriend. Um, I have no, no, no human being alive has ever asked me that question. Um, I'll see I you mean, on the plane. You give off a very zaddy, zaddy energy. <laughs> um, I, I don't with that because I don't want to spoil anything in this book. 
I want everybody to to read it. Go read it. Buy it. I will spoil all the, just like I do on my other podcast, I will spoil all the movies done by big studios and all the books done by big studios. I will not spoil independent artists' work. Go buy it. Give them money. They worked hard for this. Um, But without getting into too many specifics, um, I want to know about your your life finding yourself because that 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 journey by the end of this book you it was such a beautiful ending you have such great friendships great loves um like not not without the drama because there is drama Uh, (laughs) um there is a particular adventure in Ireland that I will appoint everyone to um, when you get this. But tell me about your journey. What, what made you want to find yourself? I know that it's, it literally says, so this is not a spoiler because on the back, uh, um, you're you know being put up for adoption and things, yeah. which is, I, I assume, traumatic. I subconsciously I think it is I don't think that like inherently adoption is traumatic like I don't think the intent the intention is never to be traumatic mm-hmm. but like it just is okay is that what is that something knowing that is that a reason for this because you're a very independent person you really are inspiring you you're a very independent person do you think you were born like that or do you think that became from your circumstances? Um, I think it's circumstantial. Um, I think that when you grow up adopted, you know that you are not from the same pack that you are being raised in, you know, mm-hmm. and you just become that lone wolf. So you always kind of are on your own. But at the same time, I was made independent through my family. My, my parents were not necessarily emotional towards things they were very much like very big believers in tough love so i remember when i was 14 years old i asked my mom for money for school lunch and by the way we had money she could have given me money but she said why don't you go get a job and then you can get your own lunch and so i did and i went to a local bar my mom knew the owner and i said i want to start working my mom won't give me money so they started paying me a hundred dollars cash under the table at 14 years old and i was working five days a week I was in like seventh grade. So it's like that made me independent because once you start making money, you're making $3,000 a month at 14 years old with no bills. You, you don't need anybody. I don't fuck. I don't need your lunch money, bitch. I don't, I don't need, I don't need lunch money. I don't need bus fare. You have to go ask your mama. I don't got to ask shit. I made it. I was like, I'll pay for it. I want to go to my friends for a sleepover. I got it. I'll, I'll pay someone to do it. So, yeah, that's that made me super independent. So it's a combination of just like it's always that whole nature versus nurture thing. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe it's a little bit of both. I think that like inherently my situation made me independent, but also how I was raised made me independent. That is awe inspiring to me. The only other person I know that had a job at that young was my mom. And she is a fierce bitch. She I think that's another reason. I love this book. You remind me a lot of my mom. Um, She's very well-traveled. She uh, is a very independent woman. When my dad and her got divorced, he has a story where he hired a shark lawyer and a civil lawyer. 
And she was like, I don't need a lawyer. Keep all the keep all the stuff. You keep it. I don't care. I don't care about that. I didn't want my kids. And it it was inspiring to me. And I never knew that there was another person like that in this world because she didn't let us have jobs. She made us do stuff. Like she was like, That's go be kids. Parent. That is gonna be parent. That's gonna be you. Go do stuff. Go have a childhood. Yeah, exactly. I you know, I think that you can either like get drowned by something or you can swim with something. And in your mom's case, you know, she took divorce, which is super painful and super hard to deal with. And she rose above it and she said, you know what, I can do this on my own. Because first off, it's a lesson in you as her kid. Mm -hmm. You know, you look at your mom and say, wow, she didn't need anything for my dad. I want to be like that. Now, you talk about your coming out journey in here without giving anything away. How difficult was it? And would you change anything about it? Um, You know, it wasn't difficult for anyone around me. And I think that that's a, that's a huge, it's like that other half is coming out. Like your parents have to deal with it and your grandparents have to deal with it and all that, like the public has to deal with it and that's on them. And then there was me, like no one in my family cared at all. I remember telling my mom, she was sitting on the couch after like two glasses of wine. And she was like, what are you doing on Friday? And I was like, Oh, I have a date. And she's like, Oh, with who? I said, Oh, it's with this guy, Billy. And she's like, Oh, where are you guys going? And that was it. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, shit, that was so easy. And I don't know why I didn't do it sooner. I just, I'm like such a traditionalist in the sense of like growing up in central Italian, New Jersey, we're just like, there's everywhere you go, mom, dad, 500 million kids, family, Sunday. I still want that. I just had to learn to see that vision in a different way. Mm -hmm. You made me re-like Jersey. What inspired your move to California? And if you had to pick California or Jersey, I got to know, are you a Jersey housewife or a Beverly Hills? (laughs) You know, I'm so over LA right now. I'm like going through this. I hate LA moment, but I just wanted to get away from the weather. Like, I really hate snow. Hate it. Still hate it. Miss the rain, though. Desperately miss the rain. But that was honestly Mm -hmm. why I wanted to move. Um, Me and my best friend were just, like, so sick of that shitty weather. And she ended up moving to Portland. Um, She moved to Portland? Yeah, so I'm like, so she's getting that shitty weather again. But I was like, okay, whatever. But, yeah, no, that's really honestly why I wanted to go. There wasn't, like, this huge... I just liked it. There's good energy. There's not a book in there. There's not a book about I'm moving to LA. Well, kind of in the second book, but it's more so just like I'm moving to LA. How I got to LA is a crazy story. I should not have, I should not be in LA. Like it was total fate that I'm in the job I'm in, that I'm in the city I'm in. It was total fate set up by my mom because my mom is just such a ride or die. Like I should not be in LA. I was going to move to San Diego and work at a bar. That's literally what I was going to do. Okay. Could we, could we talk about uh, the job you're in? Yeah. Because you own a production company. Well, I'm a freelance production worker. So I work for various production companies and they hire me to put together productions, mostly commercials because they have the best money, the best budgets. I would tell anybody who's looking to get into film, do not get into music videos. Do not work with celebrities. It is nothing you think it's going to be at all. 
where were you 10 years ago in my life? I, I, yeah. I, I it was horrible. I hate music videos. I worked on a few and I, I every day I was like, I want to shoot myself. This is horrible. Horrible. The longest hours ever. MTV lied to me. Making the video is not like making the video looked fun. This is not fun. <laughs> there is a nothing fun about it. Maybe the lunch. That's it. Lunch and leaving the two L's I'm happy with. Lunch. There, and- I love that. I love that. I Do not care. work for your favorite celebrity ever. I was a huge Nicki Minaj fan. Huge. <laughs> went to all her tours, went for my birthday to the Pink Print Tour. And my first music video in L.A. was the second job I ever did. It's actually why I moved to L.A. Because I wanted to work on this video. And I will not listen to her at all. We're not going to talk about what she did on this podcast, but... Off, off. We could have a whole nother podcast about it. And off the record, I want to hear all the things. I love my super freaky girl because I've never met her. She was <laughs> super freaky and dirty girl. Ooh. Um, is there another book coming? Is there another story? Is there is there something else coming that we could look forward to? Well, so I think after you read book two, you're going to realize like that's kind of that's kind of it for that story. Like mm-hmm. it ends not too long ago. So I haven't lived much more life, but I really do want to do like a fiction book with similar okay. themes. Um, I, not to give it away, but I really want to do. Can I give can I give you can I give it away? Can I tell you what I want to do? You can do whatever you want. It's your book. I, I don't want to spoil your book, but if you want to do, you yeah, do what you do. I spoil it. Let's see if anyone let's see if you like it. So and because you like horror too. So I, I want to be called Son of Sam. And I want it to be about a guy who has discovered that his father is a serial killer through DNA. And now his sole purpose is to connect adopted kids with their families but he has a sister that cannot find her family and it's his one it's like the one mystery he can't solve is his sister's story and then eventually obviously he does but i love secrets and cover up and all that fun I see a whole book series. I see Shonda Rhimes adopting it, taking it and adapting it into a Netflix thing. I would love that. I have, I literally have like a little production Bible to the side casted, by the way. I love that. Yeah. It just won't, I just have to like sit down, travel for like a month and do it. Okay. Where is a place that you haven't been that you really want to go? God, Italy so bad. Italy. I was I was I was scheduled to go for an entire month. What was it? I, last year? Yeah, last year in May. And it was right before the Ukraine war broke out, that whole Ukraine thing. And I was flying over the Pacific Ocean and I had to stop in Turkey. It was my layover and then Turkey to Milan. And that war broke out and my mom just kept saying Daniel, if this becomes like a World War Three, like I don't know if I want you to be stuck in Italy. So I, I literally canceled my trip because I was so afraid. It was just so unsure at that moment. Mm-hmm. And Italy is like, like when you look at a map, you may not know that Italy is like that close, but it's like pretty. Oh yeah, it's super close. 
So I got nervous and I just canceled it. And so, but I want to go back to Italy. I want to do my whole month. I had it planned. Like, okay. Okay. What do you want to do in Italy besides eat? Cause eating, eating is number one. Eat, drink. And I want to write. I just want to write. Okay. I want okay. to be in a little Venice canal, looking out the window, writing away. I yeah. love that for you. I love that for you. I love that for you. I love me being included in that with you. I think <laughs> that's great. I think that that is a great thing for the both of us to, to experience. No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm totally- I, I always tell anybody, if you ever want to come with me, just come. Because I'm going to go with there's one person. I'm going to go with there's 10 people. I will always go. That's what I tell dudes too. just come. Um, (laughs) Could you list? I know some people hate this, but I love a list. I'm gay. I love ranking things. I love judging. Can you list your top three favorite places you've been? Ooh, wow. That's kind of tough. Um, Ooh, wow. That's really tough. Okay. Um, It's so random. But if you read the book, you'll get it. Mm-hmm. Observatory on Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's okay. number one. It's that's number one. Cool. It's like yes. this a wild experience, and like if you if you go there on Fourth of July and you look over miles of every bit of land, you can see fireworks everywhere, and it's absolutely amazing. You feel like you're just like in heaven watching down. So that's number one. Hmm. Probably Jamaica was really fun. I went to Jamaica for a month with my family and it was just relaxing. We did nothing. We just did nothing. And I think that that's important to do nothing sometimes. Um, My other favorite place. I want to say Ireland, but I don't want to like just recap the book. But I would say that Ireland. I mean, based on this book, that trip to Ireland was everything. It was, it literally was. So like that, that'll be my number three, just because I had so much fun. I met probably the love of my life there that I'll probably never replicate those emotions again, but Ireland was pretty magical. Um, speaking of the book, um, <laughs> cause of Ireland, could you list the top three things you hope people get from reading it? Oh, I want, okay. So number one, I want people to feel like they're not alone for sure. I think that, as you said, I'm super independent. And when you live like a super independent life, you often feel ostracized or removed from society as a whole. So I want people to read it and be like, okay, like, yeah, I'm independent, but like, I'm not alone. So that's Mm -hmm. like super number one. I want people to, to get from it. Um, I really wanted to connect with other people who were adopted that was a that was a big thing. Um, even people who weren't adopted, I think it's important for them to know, like the connotation of adoption in the sense where I feel like there's an overwhelming consensus, like, oh, adoption's great. You way better than where you were coming from. You must love your life because you've just been given this huge second chance at life. And the truth is, like, I didn't consent to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like mm-hmm. I want people, I want adoption to be like a a bigger topic, especially as a gay man. Like we don't have many options. Mm-hmm. Like, so I it makes me question how I would have a kid, to be honest. So adoption, okay. adoption being a bigger topic in society, I think would be number two. Um, number three, what do I want people to pull from my book? I want people to 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 like. Do it. Like be spontaneous and just do it. I remember when I was traveling all these times, like it wasn't like months of planning. Like it wasn't like we're like in two years, we're going to Ireland. It was like, 
we found this shit on Groupon and we're like, well, let's go to Ireland. Like, just do it. Even moving to California through a bunch of weird happenstances, I got, hey, are you in LA and can you work on this music video? It starts next week. I packed my car and left. That's what I want people to do. Like, just do it. Don't be afraid. Just do it. Nike. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Branded. See, that's why that man asked if you had a girlfriend on that plane. You're doing Nike Swish athletic things. Look, big zaddy energy. Love it. I was just watching the World Cup before I came on here. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yes, I don't. I know nothing about that. I've been following your your Instagram and your Twitter and all the other things. I don't know anything about soccer or football, whatever they call I don't know any. I'm not good at sports, but you love sports. Who are you rooting for? Well, I was rooting for America, obviously, because go America. Then all my teams, I'm like, okay, so then I'm rooting for Brazil because there's I have so many like Portuguese, Brazilian friends in LA, this huge community here. And then they get knocked out. Then I'm like, okay, now I'm going to root for Portugal because I think Ronaldo is so fucking hot. Then now I'm like, okay, well now I want the one Latino team, like Latin X, Spanish, whatever team, Argentina to win. But luckily they made it. So I'm like, and so all my teams are beginning. But right now, I don't know. I have a lot of friends in France too. I'd be okay with an Argentina versus France game. And I'd be okay with whoever wins, to be honest. Is this better? Is soccer better than American football to you, oh, in your better. opinion? Way better? I've seen, I, so I had season tickets um, to LAFC. It's Los Angeles Football Club, which is like the soccer team for LA minus Galaxy. And it's just so much fun to watch. And it's cheaper. Like I was getting like front row seats for like 150 bucks. You can't get nosebleed tickets to the the Jets. Go Jets. You can't get nosebleed tickets to the Jets for less than 300. So it's like, it's affordable. It's fun. Everybody loves it. Like soccer is way better. I want America to start liking soccer. You're just getting hotter as this interview goes on because I love I love a frugal budget queen. This is fabulous. Like, yes, this is a great sport and it's cheap. Let's have fun. Okay. That, because if you don't spend all your money here, you could travel and do all your other things over here. When I tell you how much smart season on soccer, I could have been, I could have been in Italy for sure. (laughs) Sure. I got to have both written. Could we discuss something away from your, amazing work i hope it's the housewives it is definitely the housewives it's definitely the housewives um because i have so i have my my housewives account and then i have my comedian professional account because housewives were taking up a lot of my time you got to keep that shit separate because housewives twitter is getting toxic yes and my my manager and my agent were like no more of this on your actual, you need depth. You need something separate for this, um, which has now become my main Twitter account because that's all I really want to talk about. I'm tired of talking about myself. So I, I just pull you in. I like forget like I'm even human. What are your top three current franchises? Current. Okay. Oh, 
Wow. And, you know, they just threw Miami in. So, like, um, so I don't think this like, remains number one. I just feel like they consistently deliver. And it's not like one person delivers. Like, they all consistently deliver. Karen is starting to work less at delivering. But, like, still an iconic mm-hmm. character in the franchise. So Potomac remains number one. Um, super excited about Miami coming back. I I think it's a combination of the cast and just how Peacock has kind of revitalized just editing and it just looks so new and looks so fresh and it looks so fun. So they I gave love, them money. Yeah, literally. I'm like, what, where did the, where is this money? Like they need to do that. Although I will say super funny that when you look at the cast photo for season two, they just changed the colors of the dresses. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it was the Jersey trick. They learned that from Jersey. They did. I was like, God, they're really trying to save some stupid shit money on that. But yeah, so there's that. Um, and you know, I love Beverly Hills isn't on right now, but like, I have to like give it to them. I love Beverly Hills Housewives. Minus okay, minus the obvious ones on the cast. I was about to ask. Okay, so there's there's growing dissension in the Twitter ranks. It yes. is becoming very toxic. People Ooh. are taking this very seriously. Oh yeah. So if you don't mind, I'm going to do a housewife speed round with you. Okay, I'm ready. I'm going to give you two housewives, and you pick whose side you're on. Okay. Just snap decision. Okay. This should be Teresa Melissa. Teresa, obviously. Okay. Giselle Candace. Oh, that's so hard, Giselle. Giselle? She is such a good. She is like the Kenya Moore of Potomac, where just like you just have to give it to her. Like she she makes the show. Like she works so messy. Candace is too, but Candace is a reactionary messy. Giselle is, it could be a sunny day. And Giselle, she's like, let's, let's start a mess. Like it could be the, it could be her daughter's wedding and she will start a mess. Candace is a reactionary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Great. But Giselle, I think just wins that for me. Robin, Wendy. Oh, (laughs) Wendy who? I don't, I don't like Wendy. Neither do I. I, you know what it is? And I, I'll tell you why I don't like her. I want to hear if you agree. Yeah. Her first season, she was, I'm the professor, I'm the professor, I'm the professor. The what? second season, she doesn't even know how to write a business plan. Like, now you're putting on for TV for me. And I don't like that. I mean, well, and it just seemed like it was very inauthentic. Like, I was proud of her, you know, to mm-hmm. be a professor. I think that's a, a super huge achievement for, for anybody to be a professor at a school. Love that for you. But then, like, how how do you go from I'm a professor to now we don't talk about it at all? Like, it was your it was your whole personality for like one second, and now it's candle. If you're gonna lie, yeah. do it like Mia. Mia lies all the time. I don't believe a word that comes out her mouth, but I love the way she lies. Kind of iconic though. Like, like just lie to me. I know this is a lie, but I'm living. I'm loving. And she, oh, anytime they're like, me, I thought you said this. She'll be like, well, <laughs> I love, love. Yeah, I love Mia. Good for Okay. You. Garcelle, Lisa Rinna. Garcelle times 4 million and 36. Okay. Kathy, Lisa Rinna. Kathy times 4 million 96. Kathy Kyle. Oh. oh. 
That's like kind of a tough question because it's like there's such a family, like that's like a family issue. But I think that Kyle considers like the Hillens have it all. They have it all. Mm-hmm. Kyle has Beverly Hills Housewives. Mm-hmm. And I think that and Halloween. <laughs> yeah, she had Halloween la- the last movie for about thirty seconds. So good for her. Um, she no, wanted she- us to think she wanted to be a final girl. She wanted to be a final girl so bad. I thought she was going to kill Michael Myers himself with how much. Me was- too, bitch. I thought she was it. I thought she was Michael Myers. That's how popular she was. I was like, God damn. It's like. <laughs> No, you're uh, some broke psychic in a bar, bitch. Get the fuck out of here. Literally. So for that, just for that, Kathy. Kathy. Okay. Who's the problem? Kathy, Kim, Kyle. Oh, well, um, I think it's, I think it is Kim. I don't want to say she's a problem. I think that when there's one person in a family that has maybe substance issues or other issues, the other family members, because there's no, there's no handbook on how to handle that. Mm-hmm. And I think that Kyle handled it one way and Kathy handled it one way. And then you throw reality TV in it and it's like, Kyle wanted to be real. Mm-hmm. Kathy wanted it to be not talked about. I understand both sides. One is protecting and one thinks like that the public scrutiny will make you introspective and change you. So I think mm-hmm. they both had good intentions. I think they just did it differently, but I think the main issue was Kim Richards. And I don't mean that like in a bad way. I understand. I just think that the common denominator between these two fighting could be Kim. Larsa, Lisa. Oh, they're friends now. Um, Larsa, I think, and I'm not even a huge fan of Larsa. I just think that Lisa's anger had nothing to do with anything about what Larsa was saying. She was upset because she had a shitty marriage. She knew she had a shitty marriage. She didn't want to tell anybody she had a shitty marriage. She knew it was going down the tube. So anytime you said Lenny, it was just a trigger. And mm-hmm. she like overcompensated, and that's why she was so mad. So for that reason, I'll say Larsa. Gertie, Alexia. Oh, Alexia. That's Alexia, my really? Barbie, baby. That's my Miami Barbie. Okay. I love Gertie. I don't know why I love her. Because I don't actually know what she does, except for say her name. So many times. Gertify. Gertify. <laughs> I don't I don't I love the entire cast. I wouldn't change anybody in the cast other than maybe like make Marisol an honorary narrator. But I, I love both of them. But I think that because I've seen it just in my my line of work, is that when you are doing too many things, the quality of the product eventually gets lost somewhere. So mm-hmm. like when Gertie is now Vogue's number one party planner and she's doing 30 parties. I can see where Alexia may be like, eh, I'll let her go do that. Like a wedding is such a one-on-one personal, like you want to be talking to your wedding planner every day. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't, I don't know if I'd want the best party planner who's on vote. Like she's on vote. Like she doesn't have time to talk to you about the, the Bordelais sauce on your filet. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, you, that's kind of why I'm on Team Alexia on that one. Who do you think will leave Jersey first, Melissa or Teresa? Okay, well, it should be Melissa. It should be because she's such a bottom feeder of a human. I think. I think she's a liar. Distance on the show. It's because of Teresa. 
if Teresa goes before Melissa, it'll be on Teresa's own accord. She owned that show. It's a Teresa show. show. Yeah. They literally waited for her to get out of jail. Like, it's her show. They won't admit it. Jackie hates it. You know what I love about Teresa is that this whole cast, except for Jennifer, hates her. And Dolores, maybe sometimes. Um, but the whole cast hates her. But everyone begged for invitations to that wedding because they know that that's the thing. You, I saw that clip. I see Margaret over there. I said, oh, hmm. hate her, but got to go to the wedding. I would have went to the wedding, too. Yeah. yeah. And now Melissa, Melissa and Joe didn't go. Now they're, all they're doing is press about how they didn't go. No. And it was their choice, too. It's like, don't capitalize off of your own decisions. Like, you, you. And Teresa's like, they're invited. I don't care. Like, they didn't come. Oh, well, bye, bitch. Um, I agree. 100%. If Andy were to retire from hosting reunions, who do you think should replace him? Besides yourself, I think you would be a great Great host. No, I'm so uh, uh, biased. I'd be like, Lisa Rinna, why do you suck? <laughs> I think people would love that. No. No, you know who I really think has just funny interviewing? Z-Way. I think she is so funny. She probably wouldn't be a great host, but I would just love to see her come out and do like a couple questions. I just think she's funny. Last few minutes, I do have to add the reboot of New York. Are you looking forward to the reboot or legacy? Well, so I'm looking forward to both. I always I always tell people like, I'll you can put Housewives on anything. Housewives of Camden, I'll watch. Like on it, I'll watch it. So I'm gonna hundred percent watch it. I think that people are like personally offended at the reboot i don't understand why they have no connection to the show just watch it just enjoy it and if you don't want to watch it don't watch it it's like any other thing on tv so i'm excited for it um i just want like a good i just want another show i just love the shows like i said um of anything i'll do it top five give me your five favorite housewives i was gonna say three but five Okay, well, I don't I'm going to say in no particular order because I don't want to that'll trip me up. Bethany, for sure. Kenya Moore, for sure. Giselle, for sure. Um, Oh, God, this is tough. Um, Oh, this one might get me in trouble. Leanne Locken. Love. She's so good for television. She's so good. Love. And as soon as she left, show got canceled. Done. Literally, how I feel. Oof. And then lastly, <laughs> so I'm such a slutton for Sutton. But you know who I think had the most impact for one season? Carlton Gebbia. I miss Judging for Carlton. Yes. How did she not come back? Just because she saw Kyle Richards and she said, fuck you, bitch. Yeah, and Kyle, like... Definitely had some workings in getting rid of her because she was iconic for the show. She was doing witchcraft on the other housewives. I lived. Iconic. I lived for her. I lived. Yeah, totally. So like, between and Carlton, that's that's my number five. But the top three are so, it's so easy to me. Like Bethany, um, Giselle, love. I love all of those except for Bethany. Bethany and I are fighting. She doesn't know about it. She doesn't care. <laughs> you know what it is? She's, I have a similar personality in the sense where, like, I have, like, no filter. And I'm just able to rationally just be like, that's bullshit. That's stupid. That's dumb. You shouldn't See, do that. I don't have a filter, but I also feel like her no filter is bullshit. I feel like it's a fake thing. Um, 
But it's but that but you know what? That's what makes the world go run. It's all good. I Daniel Brink want to thank you so so much. Thank you. Um, and I want to encourage everyone to buy these books. I literally read this one in two days, Finding Daniel. And I am now reading Finding More one chapter a day because I am savoring it because I don't want it to go so fast. I love these books. And um, I did say that I would gush on you at the end. (laughs) And I want, not in a dirty way. Um, I did want to just say, so I was not adopted. Yeah. But I... um, when my parents got divorced, I sort of switched my personality between houses. Totally. And so I did not know myself very well. I just knew, okay, when I'm over here, I do this. When I'm over here, I do this. When I'm here, I do this. Yes. And it wasn't until I bought, I bought my, my house. I started my company. I did my whole thing. And I was an older gentleman. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> and and I said I and I finally got to find out who I was and it I felt very because I did that during the pandemic and it felt very lonely yeah. um and in reading your book I and it's so just genuine and beautiful your story that I was like it's it doesn't matter the journey you go on how you do it everyone has to not everyone comes out the womb knowing who they are. Yeah. And this, it, it really touched my heart. Um, and it yeah. really during, especially during pandemic and, and everything made me know that I was not by myself. And I want to just thank you for a major league contribution to this planet. And I oh, just want to say that that this is it makes me smile, and I oh. love this. Uh, I have loaned it out to my friends, and I'm like, it's a loan, bitch. I need it back. Like I need, <laughs> like, you can't have it. Yeah, and you got a signed copy. Like yeah, you can't have it signed. It's signed. I need it back, bitch. This is amazing. Um, go buy your own. Like <laughs> read it, buy it. Um. And I encourage everyone to buy the Finding series. Um, Daniel Brink, where could, just for our listeners, where could everybody find you? So you can find both books on Amazon, and it's also on Barnes & Noble. Um, I have the Kindle version of the second book. I have not done the Kindle version yet of the first book. I'm, I'm trying to get like 21st century. So mm-hmm. you can find them there. Um, also, if you can just want to find me on Instagram at Bloom Like a Lotus is my personal account or at Daniel Brink Production on Instagram. If you ever just want a book, you can just reach out to me and I can it's much, much cheaper to just get it personally for me. But Amazon's obviously the easiest way to get it, the quickest way to get it um, on Twitter. I don't even know what my Twitter handle is. What's my Twitter handle? I have it. Hold on. Let me get it. It is. Yeah, we want to discuss housewives. Yes. His Twitter handle is Bloom Lotus Four. That's right. Um, username Danny June XCV. There it is. Yes. Face tattoo. Get it. Love it. Um, we have to, we have to do this again. We have to do this again. We have to meet like oh, this again. Fun. I would have And to. when I come to LA, we have to have lunch or something. I would love that. 
Let's do it. Daniel, you're amazing. Thank you so, so much. Um, Everyone buy this book, go see his productions, DVR his fucking commercials that he does, bitch. Like do, do the most follow, follow, buy, subscribe. Um, Daniel, thank you so much. And to all of you, thank you for listening. Have a great day and a good night.